all the time. In fact, uh, I've shared in the last couple of weeks, I think in the last three or four months, we've had uh, three or four hundred first-time guests in our church, and so uh, that means a whole lot of things. One, that uh, those of you that call this your church family, you are proud of what God's doing, and you invite a whole lot of people. And so uh, we're glad to have you here today. We are starting off a brand new series today called Being Rich, and the tagline for that is Being Rich in What Matters Most. Uh, I just want to say on the onslaught of, of starting this conversation, I shared this with my, my wife this last week. I said that if this was my last talk, like the last sermon I ever preached, and she said, well, she started thinking like I was going to die. And I said, I don't mean like I'm going to die, but just, just saying if this was the last thing I could say, this would probably be the last series I'd want to teach. Because I think this is probably one of the most critical things for our spiritual growth and for the fact that God wants to connect others to himself. So that today's conversation is, is a big one. And we're going to walk through this thing for a few weeks. And I want to just start today by asking a question. How many of you guys, uh, and, and I, I remember what it was like being a kid myself, although it was longer, uh, a long, longer time ago for me than maybe some of you, but how many of you remember when you were a kid uh, wanting, when you grew up, to be rich? Just be honest with me. You, you were like, I hope when I grow up, I get to be rich. Come on, raise them up. I, I hope I can be rich when I grow up. All right, how many of you guys got to the place where you feel like, I, I, I'm rich, I, I became rich? Yeah, we had some people last hour too, and I told our, our guys uh, that pass the offering at the end to make sure you camp out in some of these areas and, and let the buckets linger a little longer, okay, for those uh, extremely rich people. How many guys would say um, that, that uh, you're a little embarrassed to even answer that question? I'm not going to embarrass the question. Am I rich? Am I not rich? Uh, when, you, when you talk about this concept of being rich, it is sort of weird to talk about who's rich, who's not rich, how rich are you, or what is rich, because this whole idea of being rich is an ever-moving target, right? Because who really defines Where's the line of, like, being rich? Did you all of a sudden get, like, back pay and you got paid on the 15th and all of a sudden you crossed over this imaginary line and you said, yes, now I am rich. You know, for a lot of us, we don't know where rich is. We don't really have this, like, for any of us, clearly defined line, what is rich. And when we do see, like, what we can't even imagine as a line, that line moves. It's an always moving target. And why is it that we in America, when we're asked this, like, who's been blessed, who's, you know, been blessed, that we're scared to or feel awkward about saying, yeah, I'm, I'm rich, or I'm, you know, I'm, I've been blessed. You know, that's kind of a weird thing for a lot of people. And I think that the problem is that most of us really wrestle with this idea of knowing whether we are blessed or whether we are rich. Let me just say this morning, my hope today my hope is over the next few weeks that we could really, really get to the place of believing we are rich, and since God has blessed us, or me, or you, with more than we need, that I want to be rich in what matters most. That's my hope in this series, that we could get to place, maybe allow our brains to shift, to, to really grapple with and wrestle with and get to the place of understanding that I am rich, and for us to take and leverage what we've been blessed with for what really matters most. Um, 
I want to start today out by just building a foundation for today. So if you got your Bibles, I want to show you something in 1 Timothy. And as you turn to 1 Timothy, let me just say this. Um, I got a book a year ago by an author named Andy Stanley on this book called How to Be Rich. And I want to go ahead and right now pay credit to and attribute to today's the idea and the way we're going to walk into this conversation. I'm going to pay tribute to Andy because some of this idea, well, the idea of this comes from Andy's book. But I want to say that it was probably seven years ago, uh, even before we launched this church, that I was listening to Andy speak this message. And I thought, oh my gosh, that, I've never heard it quite like that before. So I want to say, Andy, thank you for this conversation, the idea of where we're going today. But I want to say that this morning, that this is, this is deeply in this church's heart. In fact, we've talked about this conversation a few times in our very short five-year history. But I want to say that, that God has been stirring something in me to bring back this conversation in such a way that it would, it would help our church really dig down deep into our hearts and allow God to, to transform us in this area. Because you know as families and raising kids, you can lose your way in raising your kids well. In leading a church, we can lose our way and get off the mark for what we really, really want to stay true to. You can also always, even in your organizations and your businesses, you can miss some of the main things if you forget to really understand what's important. So this is, this is huge for us. And I really do say it again. That if this is the last thing I could say. This would be the thing I'd want us to get as a church. Because I think it's so vital for our growth and for how we are perceived and portrayed to the rest of the world. So in 1 Timothy, uh, Timothy is the younger, uh, younger guy who's been taught and passed down all this wisdom from the Apostle Paul. He's like the quintessential, like, awesome, you know, Christ follower who wrote several books of the Bible. Paul's a stud. He's awesome. He's passing down the information to Timothy and helping Timothy to know how to help people be rich or be good at being rich. So here we go. Paul's passed this down to Timothy. Timothy's now passing on this information of, to people who are rich, trying to help them know how to be good at being rich. So in 1 Timothy chapter 6, it says, verse 17, command those who are rich, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, which, first of all, let's just go ahead and say that as this is written, it, was, it wasn't written then for the people in the past. It was written for the people in the past uh, and the people in the present. And as they're writing this, they're not writing it just for themselves then, but Paul understood, as Timothy did, that people would in the future read God's Word and learn from it also. So they're speaking to our present tense. Let's command us, not in years past or when I was five, but right now. Let me receive this for me. At this point in my life right now, command those of us in this present world who are rich to not be arrogant. Why? Because how many of you guys have met a uh, prideful, arrogant person ever in your lifetime? Anybody? No, it, it happens. It happens over time. If we forget to turn back the praise to God for what we've received, that praise can turn into pride, can't it? Over time, we can go, you know what? I did this. This is all because of me. God, uh, not really so much you. I, I, for maybe you for a little bit, but now, God, it's all because of me because, you, you know, I'm the man now. So right off the onslaught, right off the bat, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, 
which is so easy to do. Most of us don't slow down long enough to realize that we could be and are probably to some degree, to some percent, placing our hope in the, the level and the bank of stuff that we have in excess, right? The more we have in excess, the better we feel about preserving and taking care of what's next, all right? So command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so easy or so uh, uncertain, right? It wavers, it goes up and down, it can change, it can be gone tomorrow, but instead of doing that, but put their hope or our hope in who? In God. To, to place our hope in God who richly provides us with what? Everything. And I think this is important too for us to see this. For everything for our what? For our enjoyment. See, I, I believe that there are probably some different types of gospels or messages being taught in today's culture. And I don't think at all we have a God who says, I'm going to bless you uh, or, you know, I'm going to bless you so you can't enjoy it. No, God says, I'm going to bless you so you can enjoy it. And I think there's a level of God wants to bless us, fill our buckets up. We all have different size buckets maybe, but God wants to bless us so we can be blessed and then bless others. And so I see very straightforward here, and I think this is all through Scripture backs us up, that God wants to bless us for our enjoyment. God's okay with that. God's fine with you having stuff and you enjoying your stuff. God's not trying to say, be miserable. All right, so verse 13, command them, those of us who are rich, to, here it is, do good and to be rich in good deeds. So there's, there's our concept right there. God says, I want you to know it is so important for you to not just be all consuming of what I've blessed you with, but I want to command you, those of you that are rich, which is us, and I'm going to convince you of that today, I want to command those of us that are rich to be rich in good deeds, to be rich, and for those of us to be good at being rich, because most of us, I think many of us, aren't good at being rich. So this is where this comes from. God wants us to see, he wants us to be good at being rich. Let me continue in that verse. And to be generous and willing to share. And here it is. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So here's Timothy saying, this is really all about helping the rich people being good at being rich. All right, so let me, let me again build on this foundation here. So since we don't really know where the rich line is, um, let's get our minds around uh, what that could be, all right? So uh, Gallup, you guys have heard of Gallup poll? Gallup poll, have you ever heard of Gallup poll before? You've heard of Gallup poll before? Gallup took a poll and asked people in different categories, how much do you need to be rich? They asked the people in uh, a category who made, uh, individuals who made $30,000 a year, or those of you that make $30,000 a year, they asked, how much do you need to feel or to be rich? So all the people who said $30,000 a year, they said, we need, and this was a big, large survey, we need 
Those of us that make 30 a year, we need $74,000 a year to be rich. Don't ask me why they didn't say 75. I'd have just run it up, <laughs> all right? But the people that said 30,000 a year, they said for us to feel rich, those of us that are making this amount right now, we think that line for us to feel rich, to be rich, would be $74,000 a year. All right, so some of you that make 74, you think, hey, I should have given them advice because we got to that part, we make 74, and after our second kid, it doesn't feel like as much as we thought it would be, right? So Gallup also polled people who make $50,000 a year. This is individuals. And they said, after they asked, how much would you need to make, you make 50000 how much would you need to feel rich? The people who made $50,000 a year, they said, it would take us making $100,000 a year for us to feel rich, right? Which would be like, yeah, man. Some of you would be like, if I made $100,000, I'd be like, cloud nine. I'd be like, bro, blow you off, bro. I got $100,000 now. I'm making, I'm making bank, right? But some of you, some of you, for some of you, you would say, I got there, and it doesn't feel rich <laughs> after our third kid or our fourth kid. And after, you know, after we, you know, grew into that a little bit, we realized, okay, that, that goes quickly after our, you know, second and third set of bracelets and after our, you know, third set of sporting events and after realizing that we got to help them figure out scholarships are safe for college. And, oh, my gosh, we had three girls, and so that means, like, how in the world are we going to you know, provide three weddings on $100,000? So, so what's crazy in this, they asked, Gallup asked the top income earners, people in the world, or top, yeah, top income earners um, in the world who were $200,000 and above. That's the top income earners. How much would you need to be rich? You know what they said? Five, they said $5 million. <laughs> would anybody say that's rich in here? I would say, dude, that's rich. I would do a dance, right? But here's what's crazy for the guy, the poor soul who made $2 million a year. He would feel like the poorest guy in the world compared to the $5 million rich year guys, right? So what's crazy about this is that line always is moving. How rich is rich? Where's that line? How do you define who is rich? That rich line moves. I remember... I can remember my, my wife sitting on the front row. I can remember when we were early getting started out in ministry. And uh, I can't remember if we just had one kid or no kids then at that point. But I remember looking at my wife saying, baby, if I could just make $35,000, $40,000, we would be set. We'd be set. And then marriage got a lot better. We had more kids. <laughs> and, uh, and all of a sudden, we got there, and that line moved, and we said, after... Two braces now, we're like, all right, that ain't enough, right? So that line, it's crazy how that line constantly moves. And the challenge is this. If we don't feel rich, if we, if we don't ever get to the place of like feeling rich or understand that God's blessed, if we don't feel rich, we're going to continue to try to get rich. And one day we're actually going to pass the rich line and we're not going to realize we're not going to get to the place of realizing we are rich, therefore we'll never be good at being rich. You tracking it with me? See, this life is all about us understanding, especially as Christ followers, that God has richly blessed us already. Already. I, I just think about all the ways that God has blessed our family, and I, I'm sure 
it can, can wane at times, and, and there are tragic things that happens in our life, but by and large, everybody that you and I probably know, we could look at and say, they are rich by comparison of the world's standards. We are rich. We are rich. So today I want to do this. I want to give you some incredibly good news, and I want to give you some bad news. All right? I mean, like, really, really good news and some really, really, really bad news. So uh, let me ask you this. What do you, which, which do you want first? you want the bad news or you want the good news? I didn't mean to, like, the make you the bad news or the good news. The good, you want the bad news first? The first hour said that, too, and I, I, I got messed up in my notes. My notes have good news first, so... Sorry, we're going to have to go good news first. All right, so, sorry, it's in my notes this way, so we're going to go good news first. We'll get to the bad news people first after me in just a second. So the good news is this, and this is really good news, and I feel like if we can really internalize and grasp this good news, it really will revolutionize our life. All right, you ready for the good news? The good news is this. The good news is you are rich. You're rich. I mean, we ought to applaud that, right? See, we don't even comprehend. It doesn't compute that we already are rich. I mean, I, there's all, let me just say, when I said that, you were one hoping for something a lot more complicated and cool and clever. But let me just tell you the amount of pushback I got from your body language and like, okay, let's massage this clap. He was going for a clap, right? There was all sorts of pushback because most of us don't really believe that we're rich. It's just, just hard to understand that we're rich. It is hard to grasp you are rich. But let me just say this. You are rich because you have rich people opportunities. If you have kids and you can even expose them to books, you are rich. If you have kids and you can expose them to like good oral hygiene and they have toothbrushes and have toothpaste, and if you're some of the few that your kids brush twice a day and floss, you are rich, right? I mean, we have, we have rich people opportunities all the time. If your kids get guitar lessons, if they get to play sports, if you pay money for even, take, take, Sarah, how about this? How about you pick your kids up from school on the way home? You are wealthy enough that you can spend 3 or $4 at the Goo Goo car wash and not waste 30 minutes or whatever it takes for you to wash your car, you are rich. If you have money, married couples, to pay for a babysitter and go work on and improve your marriage, you are rich. You are rich. You and I, we are rich. Now, let me just say this. Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, this is what he said in Ecclesiastes 5.19. He said, moreover, when, let me get this up there real quick. It says, moreover, in Ecclesiastes, moreover when who? God. Who is it again? God. When God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, this is a what? Yes. It's a gift of God. It's a gift of God. Let, now, let me just say for all of you that I know that are still pushing back on saying, I'm not rich, I'm not rich, I'm not rich. I don't care what he says. I know he's what he's trying to convince me to do. Let me just say this. If you make... $33,000 a year, not household, but individual income. If you make $33,000 a year, you are in the top 1% of money earners in the entire world. That's pretty wild, huh? All right, check this out. If you make $80,000 a year, individual, not even household, individual income, 
you are in the top 0.1% money earners in the world. You are rich. You are rich. Now, let me just say this. I've got to acknowledge, as I did last hour, that maybe some of you, a handful of you in this audience, are sitting on real bad financial times right now. I want to acknowledge that, that, that maybe some of you are heartbroken over some sort of loss or maybe you're carrying a, a, a mountain load of medical bills or maybe you're a single parent and like you're paying out all sorts of stuff and you're just trying to, I mean, you're, you're, you're desperately trying to make ends meet. I, I want you to know I, I acknowledge that. But let me just say for the bulk of us, to go with me on this, because, um, because you may today drive home in your air-conditioned car, air-conditioned car, or maybe it's still cold when we go outside and you get to crank your heat up, and maybe you get your new iPhone 6, or maybe you're like old, d desperate iPhone 5. And on it, you've got a, you got your dad's number, you got Papa, Papa John's number, right, programmed in your phone. And you call ahead, and when you drive up in your driveway, lo and behold, this little man comes up and delivers your lunch to you. And you pull up, and you walk inside a centrally air-controlled home, and you sit down on your nice, fluffy couch to watch a pro football game today, and reel over the loss or the win. Let's go dogs from yesterday, all right? Reel or, you know, stew over the loss. You are rich. You are rich. We are rich. Now, and, and let me just say this, to continue to convince you. Just imagine if you were overhearing a conversation of someone who was visiting from a third world country. And they were in their, their conversation at... I don't know, maybe Starbucks, because they wanted to go see what the rich people do. Uh, uh, and they had this conversation. It might go something like this. Hey, man, have you seen any of those rich people? Man, they have these really awesome things called cars. Cars. And uh, not only do they have some of them more than one, some of them have two or three. Sometimes they have a him and a hers car. And they, they will take their cars, and they will drive home in their cars to these houses for their cars called garages. And they'll pull in these beautiful houses for their cars, and they'll have one or two of those. Sometimes they'll have three, but they don't even have a car, and that'll, that'll just be for their excess stuff. And then they'll walk into their house, and they've got all this beautiful furniture and all this cool stuff. But then they walk into these other special rooms, and sometimes these other rooms are as large as, like, places where you and I would know where whole families live in. But they walk into these little rooms inside their houses. They're like many houses themselves. And there are, there are two stories. And they, they look up the, the upper story and they run their finger through all their clothes. And then they, they walk down and they look at the lower story and they say things like, I don't have a thing to wear today. You tracking with me? Listen, you and I, we are blessed we are rich. But do you know why we don't feel rich? Because some of you are still saying that. You say, you know what, I've heard everything. I get it, I get it, I get it. The whole money amounts, the percentages, and I know 
those people over there, they're poor, but I mean, the expectations, my mindset, I don't feel rich. Can I tell you why you don't feel rich? You don't feel rich because you and I, we consume everything that's given to us. We are constant consumers of everything that is given to us. So it's not only that the line changes because we get more, but we consume more. So every time I get a little bit more, I step over the, the rich line, all of a sudden I consume more so the rich line moves. We are so good at consuming. So the reason you don't feel rich and the reason you may never feel rich unless we get this concept and have a mental shift or a heart shift is because we consume everything that we've been given. That's why we don't feel rich. So I want to just do this. Let me just, let's just, let's just practice this. I want you to say, I am rich. Let's just say, let's just hear it come through your lips. Ready? I am rich. Some of you didn't like saying that, did you? Say it again. Say it real loud. Say, I am rich. Can we shout it? Even though you might be embarrassed, say, I am rich. One more time, real loud. I am rich. People are weird. People are outside going like, those people are weird. Something going up on there today. All right, so we, we are rich. Now, for the sake of the conversation, that I got I to gotta say this in terms of kids. You know, I asked in the beginning how many of you guys wanted to be rich when you were kids. My son, J.D., has asked Christy and I that several times. <laughs> My son is really into numbers. Uh, he's like very, he's very mathematical. Uh, very much like a scientific brain. He wants to know specifics, like what date are we doing this? He'll always ask. He has like, uh, which is embarrassing, on our smartphones we have set up like all the temperatures for all different places around the world. Jade, what's that one place in, in what's it called? Yatusk. Yatusk. Yeah, I don't know. Some, some place it's like the coldest in the world. He wants to know specifics. So, he always asks us number things, and he's, he's always asking. He asked the other day, uh, Daddy, are we richer than Uncle Chris? <laughs> Who's richer, Daddy, us or Uncle Chris? And I didn't, I mean, you, you know, as a parent, you're like, where's he going with this? How am I going to answer this, right? Am I, am I wanting to make him feel good about our family? Like, we're the Murphys. We're, no, we're the best. We're, you know, you're, you're a Murphy man. You ought to be proud of that. Or where's he going with this? I just didn't know. But before I could even answer or try to, pinpoint where this was coming from. He goes, no, I think Uncle Chris is richer because they have better cereal. <laughs> right? Which is, right, which is laughable, but in the mind of a little kid, they were seriously richer than us. I mean, seriously. Like for my son, that rich line was defined by cereal. Lucky, lucky charms. We don't do lucky charms anymore. Mom put her foot down. It's like, let's just drink a bowl of sugar. I know Uncle Tree, I like Uncle Chris's house too. All right? Sometimes it sucks being a Murphy because we're not rich. All right? Lucky Charms, I mean, Cocoa Puffs, all. So my, my son, but think of it in terms of an adult. Right? How does that line change by when you're looking at what you don't have or someone else's haves? My son specifically asked, and this is, this is funny, and, and hope you know my heart on this. He asked one day, he goes, Daddy, I, I want to know, are we rich? Are we rich? And in the context of this, and of course, this has been something my wife and I have been wanting to, to, to help our kids get. 
so they don't grow up and be, you know, like people that are like always, you know, hands clenched. We want our kids to grow up with hands, hands wide open. And so my son asked us, Dad, are we rich? And I said, son, we are, we are really rich. God has blessed us. And he's like, I knew it. I knew it. And he ran out of the, the, the room, the kitchen. And I, it was like a Sunday several weeks back. And I'm like, oh, no. Don't let him go tell the church. They'll think we're, you know. I mean, I was like, son, come back here. No, 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 no. You can't. I, know, I didn't know if you'd take that the right way or not. But in, this, this, in the concept of this, yes, son, we are rich. Son, we are blessed. You have no idea, son, how God has blessed our family. Why is it that when I asked you, are you rich, that everyone didn't raise your hand? Why is it that we feel like somehow we've got to be embarrassed of being rich? If, I, if someone asked Christy and I a, a question or said, hey, you guys, you guys have a really good marriage, we'd say thanks. We work at it. You're right. We do have a great marriage, and I love that woman. She loves me, but we work at it. And it is awesome. I'd say thank you. No one's ever said this to me, but I've said it to other people before. Hey, man, you're in great shape, dude. Great. You got some guns going on. They don't go, yeah, it's flabby. No, they'd say, dude, feel that. It's like rockets. You know, people get, right, people say thank you. They're, but why is it when someone says, hey, that's an awesome shirt. Guys don't, the girls maybe, that's a beautiful dress. You go, oh, I got it on sale. <laughs> I think about this. Dude, that's a, oh, dude, awesome car. We're, so, love the wheels and tire. Dude, I shop so hard for that. Why, why in the world do we feel that way? Because somehow, somehow, that stuff, those things, it's gone from us having them to them having us. Think about this. This is a... a an epidemic in our world. It's an epidemic in my world. It's the reason why my wife and I have been having loads of conversations leading up to Christmas of like the thousands of broken toys that are still there and we're like, we're going to buy them another one of those that's broke again? See, the truth of the matter is, the good news is, it's phenomenal news, get it, let it soak in like it's soaking into me this year. We are rich. We are rich. We are rich. We are rich. We really, 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 really are rich. So let me just say this. God has blessed me with more than I need. I am rich. Like a, an AA meeting. God has blessed you with more than you need. 